This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast revisiting television sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. This week, Time Cop, Episodes 5 and 6. My God, this is beyond insane. You're right, it is insane. But not as insane as it's going to get if Dr. Reinecker succeeds, because he's from the future, too. And he's brought with him a technology which will prevent the Allied victory. You say Allied victory like it's a fact. How do you know? Because your future is my past. But Reinecker is trying to change that. And if it succeeds, all of London will be reduced to ash and the world will change forever. You said you wanted the truth. That's it. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast traveling back to the 1890s to explain podcasts to a guy that so we can inspire him to invent the radio. I'm Luke, here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? Strap on your drool cup because tomorrow is going to be a foggy day in London town. <laughs> I don't, I don't, that I, line stuck out really poorly. I do not remember that at all. It's just a dumb line. Strap on your drool cup. I listened to it three times. I was like, a drool cup? Strap on your drool cup, Jordan. It's time for the podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, Jordan, we're back for more Time Cop. But uh, before we get into it, I think you've got a little something for us to do. I do. I put it together a little game this week in my uh, my off hours uh, when I'm not thinking about the podcast. i got to think about the podcast 24 hours a day. Give the people what they want, you know? Um, <laughs> so this this is, a, I was just like, eh, what do we do with Time Cop? This is not a very good show. So I'm just going to test your Time Cop knowledge. I'm just calling this game all Time Cop all the time. All right, sounds and good. And it's, it's just 10, 10 trivia questions about Time Cop. So here we go. Let's just get into it. Question one. Um... Place these shows that we've watched in order from earliest time period to latest date. So this is the time the actual show takes place in world. Okay. So I'm going to give you a bunch of shows and you put them in order. Okay. You got Time Cop, Star Cops, Almost Human, Comeback Mrs. Noah, Man and Machine, Tech War. All right. I'm going to start with the earliest. So 2000 on. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with Mrs. Noah. Mm-hmm. Time Cop, mm-hmm. Man and Machine, mm-hmm. Star Cops, mm-hmm. Tech War, yep, Almost Human. Wait, am I missing? Am I missing one? No, that's it. Oh you no, uh, Star so, Star Cop. Oh yeah, I got Star Cops. Great. You you come. So, Luke, you only have one error. Otherwise, you're very good. I knew you were going to be good at this. You have one mistake, which is, come back, Mrs. Noah actually took place in 2050 oh, so, it's after, so it's the it's last one but you put war. it first so it's time cop 2007 man and machine 2012 star cops 2027 tech war 2044 almost human 2048 come back mrs noah 2050 there you go but but very good you were very close okay this one was for you question two a video game was released based on time cop i should say it's the movie not the tv show what system was it released on the hint is 1995. Sega Genesis. Was, was it released on Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, PlayStation? Sega Genesis. Incorrect. It was released on Super Nintendo. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. And then they tried to release it on Sega CD later, apparently. Oh, I see. Question three. Which of these is not a review for the show? 
So two of these reviews are about this show. One is about actually a different show we watched. So they're all real reviews, but only two are about this show. Review number one, and this comes from Variety Magazine. It might have been hot stuff on the comic page and on the large screen, but ABC's sojourn into the futuristic cops and robbers time travel is a profound yawner. That's the first review. Review two, this comes from the South Florida Sun Sentinel. The plot development is so insultingly far-fetched that it's laugh-out-loud funny unintentionally. The only upside to the preposterous scripting is that the camouflage acting uh, is that it camouflages acting below the caliber of senior class plays. That's <laughs> oh review God. two. Not a good one. Review three. It captures your imagination for a show that could explore our romance with technology for better and worse, and how technology is simultaneously expanding and diminishing our humanity. Oh, that was from Entertainment Weekly. Definitely not number three. <laughs> Okay. Is that that the answer? Yeah, no, no, number three is not the time cop review. It is definitely not number three. That was a review of Almost Human. That would have been my guess. I would have guessed that was Almost Human. Yeah. Anyways, good job on that. Question number four. What was the entire series budget for Time Cop? And I should mention, it was planned for 13 episodes. So there's a budget for 13 episodes, even though nine aired when they canceled it. So was it A, 10 million, B, 15 million, C, 20 million, D, 25 million. So remember the time period it was and that it was 13 episodes. I'm going to say 20 million. Unfortunately, it was B, 15. <clears throat> a little too high. A little too high. You like those graphics a little bit too much. I mean, it went to the star power. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Question five. Which of the following are not a trope used in Time Cop? So various tropes we see in TV, and they have funny little names. So I'm going to give them to you. And uh, you can see the pitch. So one of the tropes is called Batman Gambit. One of the tropes is called Bunny Ears Lawyer. And one of the tropes is Stupid Jetpack Hitler. <laughs> I can go Bunny Ears Lawyer only because we haven't seen a lawyer yet. <laughs> you are correct. It was not in this. But Bunny Ears Lawyer is actually when a character has sort of like an extremely noticeable personality quirk. But everyone else in the job is sort of like... Because they're good at it, everyone sort of forgives it. Right, right, right. Um, anyways, but that was not in. But we did have the Batman Gambit, which is in the episode Public Enemy, when Ian Pascoe wants to get caught. That's called the Batman Gambit, mm. where they have like an ulterior motive to like, you know, because he wanted to get his little time watch. And then, of course, stupid Jetpack Hitler is when someone goes to the past uh, to give improvements, specifically in World War II, to like help Hitler. Win. <laughs> stupid Jetpack Hitler. Win. Yeah. Anyway, so there we go. Question six. One actor in Time Cop, I don't know why this was amusing to me, also acted in Quantum Leap, another time traveling show that came out just before this. So you've got Ted King, our star, Christy Conaway, Don Stark, or Kurt Fuller. Those are the sort of main people who are in every episode of this show. I'm going to, I think, because Kurt Fuller is the historian uh, Easter, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. I think it was him. You are right again. Very, very good, Luke. It just felt right. Next question. What bit of character building haven't we learned about Jack? We've not learned much about him. He's a pretty two-dimensional character, but we've learned a few things. A, he was adopted. B, he likes the past because it's simpler. C, he's divorced. D, he previously did time in jail. I do not believe he is divorced. Correct. Once again, he's not Jordan, divorced. Jordan, can you believe it? So much in common. You and him both think the past was simpler. <laughs> yeah, both of us were adopted. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we can't disprove that. That's right. <laughs> uh, next question. 
Through the run of the nine, uh, the 13 episodes, sorry, the nine episodes, I should say, which decade did Jack not travel to? So I'm going to give you four decades. One of these, he didn't travel okay. to. 1930s, 1950s, 1960s, 1970s. I'm going to say 1930s. Ooh, unfortunately, the 1960s he does not go back to. That's too bad. I was hoping we'd think we did a hippie episode in our future. <laughs> Last question. What character is the only character in the show that was carried over from the film? You've got A, Jack Logan, B, Eugene Matizek, C, Claire Hemings, D, Dale Easter. I'm going to go with uh, Chief Matizek. You are correct. And I think it's been proven you really know your Time Cop, and you love Time Cop, and you're going to get a tattoo of Time Cop. <laughs> yeah, that is for sure. But everyone will think it's the wrong Time Cop. <laughs> Yeah, like you really like Time Cop. You're like, all right, let me qualify this first. Do you remember the TV series? <laughs> and that's it. That's how you play the game. Well, it was a good and, one. And there's, uh, here's, here's what we learned. There's not much to mine from this, you know? I think my score was, I don't know, 25 out of 30. Yeah, something like that. I didn't keep track. <laughs> <laughs> well, good game, Jordan. I quite enjoyed that. Thank you. And we got a little, little Time Cop trivia in there. Yeah, we know that the the show cost $15 million, although it looks like it maybe cost $150. <laughs> like you said, there's supposed to be a few more episodes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, here is the IMDb summary for Episode 5, Rocket Science. Someone from the future goes back to World War II and helps the Germans. Logan goes back to stop him and, thinking he has, returns to the present, but finds a world wherein the Germans won their, the war. So he goes back... In time to, to do it again, to do it right. <laughs> wow, that was something. Uh, I have trouble reading today. Okay, a, a few things I want to say before we start. First, Luke, what did I say in the first episode of this podcast, of this show? I did not want him to go back to World War II and fight Hitler. Didn't I say that? Well, he obviously was always going to go back to World War II and fight Hitler. It just is so dumb. It's so dumb, and it's tired. And I, as soon as I saw the uh, the screen come up and it said 1944 at Berlin, I was like, "Oh, great! Here we go." And but here's a so, anyways, that aside, you got to lose a point just for that. You lose a point for Hitler. But did you see that this was the pilot of the show? Uh, was it? That makes sense. So here's so here's what it is. So I would say of all the episodes, and including the next one, the six episodes we've seen, this one is odd in a couple ways. The tone is slightly different. We have a slightly different look to things. And like um, Matuzik, the boss, he's wearing like a weird futuristic jacket that he was never wearing before or since. Um, and the the set is slightly different. And we have this other character. I can't remember her name, but she's like replacing Hemmings because clearly they recast after they didn't like it. So they stuck in one scene where they're like, Hemmings is on vacation. I did. Um, I did notice that. I, I yeah. we know what I wrote it off as. What? Because as as it notes in the in the in the uh, synopsis that uh, at some point he comes back to the future and it's run by Nazis, I assume that none of the cause, because none of the le- none of the main cast is in the scene when when they're all Nazis. Only this woman who's in the one episode. I was just like, did the entire cast refuse to be Nazis? <laughs> oh no, no. It's it's because they this was the pilot and then they retooled it after. But if you because it, it felt almost at this point, didn't it feel like a bit of a mid season reboot? I just, I, the only thing I kept thinking was like, I can't believe they had the restraint to hold off on doing a World War II episode till number five, but I guess it was always number one. <laughs> it was always number one. They just slotted in later. Anyway, saying that aside, there's a few things different. This is pretty much 
the show we've watched. I would say the tone is a little bit more mature, for better or worse, I'm not sure, but it's a little bit less, um, uh, like, silly, turn-off-your-brain fun that the previous episodes were. Also, the time traveling is a little different. Uh, you're going to have to point all this out to me. This felt just like a normal time cop episode. Did you? <laughs> oh, no, I felt it was different. But there's also, like, anyways, we'll get into it. It's Nazis. It's 1944 Berlin. It's World War II. Can you believe it? Yeah, that's He's where going we back. start. And what we see is that a teenager has traveled back in time to give Hitler the atomic bomb. <laughs> he's great. When you see him, he's like dressed in like Marty McFly sneakers and like he's got a t-shirt on that says no Churchill. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a lot of earrings on one yeah, ear. He's yeah, like yeah. a Bajoran. He's, he's brought his laptop back and he's going to give Hitler the atom bomb. And I'll be honest, I was surprisingly like, whoa, this show, did they did they envision a 4chan troll like going back in time <laughs> it sort of is that isn't it um spoiler alert this is actually a decoy and i was very disappointed when that turned out to be the case but i thought when i thought that was what was happening i was like this is incredible yeah also the decoy makes no sense but we'll get to it that's true anyway back in 2007 at the tec slash time cop headquarters uh it's i did notice this it's very busy at the time cop headquarters in the beginning yeah. of this episode so in this in this uh, scene, what you get is something they drop on the other episodes, which is other time cops pulling in people from pulling criminals essentially from different time periods. So I think they really wanted to show that this was like a busy, sort of a busy hub of of this activity that is not really shown in other episodes. But it is funny because you're like, wow, they're like pulling over. Is it like Genghis Khan or something? Yeah, like yeah, that? They, they've arrested Genghis Khan. There's like an ancient Egyptian they've just arrested. It very much feels like a police precinct as opposed to in a regular show. I guess it just feels kind of like they just very simple pinpoint accuracy missions. You're right. That's That's the difference. It feels more like a police precinct of the future. You're right. And as you've mentioned, uh, because I guess this is a pilot, there is new staff. There is um, a new historian working with Easter. Her name is Fuller. And uh, as you said, they'll, they'll bump in a line where, where she's filling in for Hemmings this week. Yeah. Um, also, uh, there's another guy, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his face? Uh, the historian. Not the historian. What is he? At a- Dr. Easter. Whatever his. He's a historian. Okay. He's a historian. And he's got like. Like a sidekick? Well, he's got two new employees. He's got that person, and then he's got an intern who is just this kid who, I guess, gave a presentation to Senate that was uh, hosted by a nude woman, and a nude woman hologram hosted the Senate meeting. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. I know. It's one of those things where you start writing notes down, and then you go, eh, I know this is gonna, isn't going to matter at all, so who cares? And it doesn't even color the episode. It's just like, here's something you're like okay moving on yeah it's just I, they really want to introduce this like wacky intern who's a dirtbag i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a dirtbag but fuller the other the new the the new historian is is there i mean in some ways not quite in the hemmings role because she's not a time cop but she very much is like a love interest for old old logan they lean into it hard, right? It's it's very odd because the tone of it's all wrong. It seems like they haven't, like they're just flirting a little bit. But then she's she's like mad at him because he's been on two missions in a row, and like like he it's like it's like she's suddenly a nagging wife or something. I'm just like it, it, it seems like you two don't know each other. Also, but also well, you like control his life. Yeah, because they, they're they're trying to do that whole like like Sam and Diane thing that you've seen a million times, but like, it's just so jarring because we don't know these characters yet. And it's just like, why is she like full on aggressive about 
everything. And also, this is another thing that's, a, I think, a tonal shift is how Jack is reacting to time traveling. Like, he doesn't seem to really... Um, like, they have this sort of thing, like, you can only go so many times and all... Like, it's just... There are more rules. Is, like, there are more rules. Like, yes. he's done two back-to-back missions already, and so he needs a break is kind of where they are. And, yeah, it's there's a bunch of little things that I noticed like that where I'm just like, oh, there's this... Mm-hmm. I, and I, I didn't... Not realizing it was a pilot, I was just like, oh, there's some new rules being added but I, I think these probably aren't being added no there there were rules that were removed because they're like too complicated for people at eight o'clock at night and it's so funny like we were saying this this fuller character who's like this love interest who's a little who's a little i may, maybe you're right maybe it's the idea of like there's a little bit of like fight between them because it seems like they're closer or not and then you jack gets on the phone and like gets a message from his girlfriend who's breaking up with him and i'm just like what's happening yeah well i think because they want to show that like He's this uh, he's kind of swinging. Yeah, he's Lothar- Lothario, right? And he's like, all the women want him. But they're just leaning into it so heavy. And again, it's odd because we're four or five episodes in. And it's just like, why are you telling us this, right? Yeah, now it makes a lot more sense to me. Um, at any rate, the uh, the dome registers a level, sem- level, level seven time ripple. And it's happening two days before the Nazis launch, the, launch their first V7 rocket attack on London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jack, as we've said, they're like, oh, Jack's already done two back-to-back missions. He can't possibly, he can't possibly do another one. Even Jack's objecting to going. But the, as the chief says, he's the best, even though, as they point out immediately, like, doesn't speak German, doesn't have any of the skills yeah. he would require, but he's the best. We got to send him. Yeah. It is funny because um, there's all these sort of um, uh, uh, plot holes that are just quite obvious that would be easy to fix especially in the future with technology but they seem fine with it but then they make sure to like make points of like filling in holes that y- you as a viewer wouldn't care about but that sort of thing it, it just seems much more like oh like in the first episode they had the thing where he just gets like that computer to scan his brain it's like why wouldn't you just use that thing it's very funny. It was just, It is very funny to like point out the problem and be like, "Don't worry about it. We're doing it because he's the best. He doesn't even need to speak the language of the place he's going. That's how good he is." Yeah, you would think the time cops would have a roster of people with specific skills or specific languages or whatever it might be, right? As opposed to like, he's the best. Why? Because he's our star. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a a, a more modern, better version of this. Whereas you got a you got a team with a variety of skills and you can pick and choose permission. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You AT that you have an A team that goes back in time, but don't worry, he's going to get launched. And when he goes through uh, the little time portal, um, which by the way was a little bit, did you notice this extent? This is sequence was extended as well. I did. I, time I, I traveling. Didn't it was a little bit more. It actually reminded me, and I'm going to say this as a favorable thing. It reminded me a little bit more of Space Above and Beyond, how they used to shoot out. Mm. Um, it was just a little bit extended, and I think it was like we'll show off how cool this technology is. Where in the later episodes they've just this got rid of it um but anyways he goes through time and he like slides across a pool hall table like in a beer like a german beer hall um yes and uh and then he gets in a fight with germans i mean that's it he's supposed to be going to go undercover and they drop him in the middle of a of a beer hall on a table and he just has to fight his way out i know it 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 becomes um a thing where you get like funny situations like this where like can you believe they dropped him off there but they have this technology that they can pinpoint the time and the location, but they still can't put him into somewhere like a field or something like that where this wouldn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, what, other than in in the show, 
it's funny to see him in these awkward situations, like a lady's changing or he's fallen into a bedroom. Why would they not have the ability to, to put him somewhere where that's not going to happen? Listen, Jordan, it's just like the timeline. Everything's a little loosey-goosey. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, but he gets to, like, Indiana Jones himself into a a, a German uniform. Yes, yeah, so he gets a, he gets an officer's uniform so he can blend in. And um, he takes out, which this makes sense now, too. He has technology he's never had before, which is like a little smartphone mm-hmm. he pulls out. That's right. And he's able to use that smartphone device to uh, Google Maps his way to a double agent scientist who's uh, working for the Allies, but is part of the Nazi science ranks. Her name is Hannah. And I actually Schmidt. like that technology. I thought that was a good um, little thing that, like, it, it seems to make more sense to send him back in the past. And he has something that grips him into where he is. Like, you know, obviously, that's funny that this is like a precursor to it. Um, a smartphone and it's not quite as good but the idea of having maps and information and all these things that he could access like why would you not have that yeah, absolutely I, I was surprised to see it too i was like oh of course that makes sense I, i'm surprised we haven't seen this device before yeah and I guess, if someone was like no that's too much too much to handle get rid of i it. guess it's the last time we'll be seeing it <laughs> yeah um so he tracks he tracks down hannah schmidt and he's able to convince her that he's an american working with resistance he needs her help to like get into the science facilities where she works so he she he can get the plant to the atomic bomb and you should mention she is a spy for the allies yeah and she agrees if he if he'll help her she's heard that the uh germans have got a coded list of allied double agents that the nazis are trying to code and he and she wants him to get that list for her while he's breaking her she's helping him break into the science labs right and uh, is this where they like, uh, um, uh, they just like, he's like, they have this like little thing where again, anytime there's like a woman around, there has to be like a sexual tension. So he's like, I guess I have to stay for the night. And she's like on the floor. And then he like complains about it. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know her. Oh, you know, if, if a lady shows up, Logan's going to be flirting. Yeah, that's right. And there's a big, big part of the, the, the bit, the emotional plot for Logan's episode is just like how hard it is to have a girlfriend and be a time cop just keeps coming up. <laughs> That's right. That keeps coming up. And also there's like this, they they always have to mention how he's the best, right? He's the best at this and that's why we want to use him and he's uh, a cut above. But he he has not been able to emotionally detach himself from what he has to do because almost every episode there's like a pretty lady that he like wants to save and wreck time. It's like, but you know what the gig is. You must have been gone through some training and realized that this is what's going to happen. You know, happen. You're going to meet people that you genuinely like, but histo- you know, history is going to take take care of itself Jordan, it's weird that you think there's been training everything i've seen so far implies there wasn't training <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true anyway uh hannah brings logan to work and um i thought this was going to be a way more of an ocean's 11 thing but they just kind of like walk in the front door because he's dressed like an officer yeah. so no one questions him and then like in true time cop fashion this is i think where i i didn't notice the difference between new versus uh old time cop is that he just walks in Within 30 seconds, some soldiers stop him and start asking him some questions in German that he can't answer. So Jack's solution is he just beats them up immediately. He just beats them up in front of everybody in a hallway. Yeah, and and quite easily too, right? And then he turns around. He just opens the first door he sees. uh, The future teenager's in there with his laptop. He grabs the laptop under his arm. Soldiers bust through the door and just machine gun down the teen. And then... Jack just jumps in a time portal and escapes the laptop. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that that's it? That's the mission done? This is, this is where I was like, I, this is like real time cop to me. It's like they don't, they don't waste any time. It's just like, what's yeah. the goal? It's getting done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what I should notice, I mentioned that the kid who gets gunned down is wearing a Queen Elizabeth t-shirt. 
Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So Jack arrives into the future. He's got the laptop. Everything seems good. Mission over. I know we're only 15 minutes into the episode, but when he arrives, uh-oh, history has changed. Everyone is Nazis. Yeah, it's Nazis and, everywhere. Uh, and now uh, they're like, who are you? You're uh, you're not supposed to be here. And it's like, uh-oh. But you know what I love? And this is a, a funny thing that um, uh, you don't want to think about too much because it ruins the fun of these sorts of time travel sorts of things. But I always enjoy when there's like an alternate um, alternate dimension or something. Like what what is the, uh, the, the Star Trek one called? Like the alternate dimension where everyone's evil and has goatees? Oh, the Mirrorverse. The Mirrorverse. It's it's fun for an episode, but the the more you get into it, the dumber it gets because it just doesn't hold up in its own weight because it doesn't make sense. But I do always like the idea that everything is exactly the same. Everyone's just evil. Do you know what I mean? Like you would think history would change and the people's lives and their positions and what they do, everything would be different. But it's like nope, everything's exactly the same. So we have everyone you know and love from the show. It's Johnny Tutu and whoever's there, but now they're Nazis. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, when he gets to two th- Nazi 2007, there are only three people in the time cop place. And you only are right. one is You're a character right. we've met before, and none of them are our regulars. I was I was just like, this is so weird. That's true. You you make a good point. And it's over. And like, it doesn't overstay its welcome, Jordan. It's over in 30 seconds. He walks in. They're like, who are you? You're under arrest. He like grabs the new character Fuller, holds her hostage to so the other two Nazis, knock themselves out. Then he knocks her out, jumps back in his time pod, and just goes back in time. <laughs> Yeah, he goes back in time, and this is another thing we haven't seen, which is, and I don't know if it's just because the rules are slightly different or because we just haven't had this sort of scenario, but we're, we're eventually going to see in the next couple scenes Jack go back to the exact same time period, and I thought, oh, I wonder if he's going to actually be there for the previous iteration, and he is. Um, so there'll be two Jacks operating at the same time, and like um, one's you know five minutes behind the other one, um, which I don't know if it exactly makes sense, but regardless... I think there was some really fun things they were going to do with this, and they don't. No, Like, no, it's no. just more like him watching himself, where I thought, oh, this is going to be like, this could get bizarre, you know, in a way of, like, teaming up or something with each other, and um, sort of like almost a Bill and Ted-esque sort of, like, absurdity I thought maybe it was going to push to, but that's not what they're doing. No, no. He just shows up, like, you're right, five minutes before he left. He watches the scene play out. Uh, future team gets gunned down. He grabs the laptop, jumps in the time portal, and... Jack's and like new Jack is hiding behind a desk watching and as he's watching a Nazi scientist walks in and reveals that he in fact is the one from the future and that he had just dressed that teen up that way because he needed a a A decoy decoy. but but how did he like the idea of dressing up a decoy sure sure I mean Hitler had decoys great but why he didn't know a time cop was chasing him he didn't know anyone was chasing him he doesn't no one knows about him at all why would he need a decoy? I mean, I assume he just knows that time cops are going to be coming because they always come. Right. So it just at all times he has this kid here dressed like him. I mean, it's it's the thing about the the concept of this show is a time travel show. Like, even if you, like, get it wrong, you just go back and fix it two seconds later. So, like, why one decoy would be enough? I don't know. Fair enough. Good point. But the, this this character's name is uh, Rainaker, and he has a second laptop with him, thankfully, which he also brought from the future. <laughs> and... He, he's not just some disaffected teen who thinks Nazis are cool. He has a plan. He's come back to the past <laughs> for one very specific reason, Jordan, and that is to get Hitler to fund his startup company. 
<laughs> it was so odd, isn't it? It's when they reveal his plan. He's just like, I'm. I, I decided to come back to help Hitler win because I want someone to fund my technology company, and and so if I help Hitler win, he'll fund my technology company. I'm just like, you could have gone to any number of people for this project. I know. Well, that's that's the thing because you know they're like, we want to go back to World War II. We want to do Hitler. It's a great episode. That's what they're thinking. But they're like, well, we can't have the thing you've seen a million times, which is. Uh, this person is at the very least a Nazi sympathizer or they have a fascist uh, ideology and they want to continue uh, Hitler's Hitler's ideas. They're like, well, we're not going to do that. So what would be another reason you'd get, you'd want Hitler to take over so you can start your dot com? <laughs> like it just is like, <laughs> what? It was very weird. It was very, the reveal was because so you're right. It's like, like why did you go make go. friends? Like, why didn't you go back into the past then and set up an account um, in England that will gain interest over time? And then you're going to come back to the future and you will now have this account that's worth a lot more money. I mean, there's like, it's boring, I guess, but there, you financed it. Yeah, it doesn't make it. Just just go back to a week before uh, they invent Windows and invent Windows first. You're, you're there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. At any rate, uh, now that Logan knows what's really going on, he goes back to Hannah's house and he like does the whole thing where he explains he's a time traveler and he 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 does the thing that I'm shocked. Like he's got this smartphone now, and finally he takes it out. He's like, "Oh, maybe I should wiki this. Uh, look up the Wikipedia for this <laughs> Hannah person." Finally, after like I've been here, and he realizes yeah. that her name is on that uh, list of double agents, and she's going to be executed tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh no, but I want to sleep with her." This is unfortunate. And he, he like, kind of tries. He's like, hey, just don't go to the launch tomorrow. The big rocket launch tomorrow. Just don't go. And she, like, immediately is like, I'm going to die, aren't I? I'm just going to be shot tomorrow, aren't I? Well, yeah, because he's so obvious about it, right? Oh, I know. It's so clear. He's like, he looks at his screen. He's like, um, can you not go to that thing tomorrow? She's like, were you just looking at a screen and seeing how I'm going to die? He's like, no, that's <laughs> not it. It's unrelated. Oh, I don't have that kind of time yeah. travel information. <laughs> And at any rate, we cut to the next. I think they maybe sleep together. I don't know. They get real romantic that night. They imply it. The next day, Logan goes and sneaks back into that science building again, gets in. He smashes the backup laptop. And <laughs> I would love for the guy to pull out another decoy and be like, I have a third laptop. <laughs> and, he, and he steals the undecoded double agents list on the table, which yeah. I don't know why, because it implies that it doesn't matter that he did or didn't. I, I can't tell, figure it out. It was weird, right? Because it's like, it's almost, it's not quite, but it's almost its own plot line about this sort of like knock list, as it were. Um, and uh, uh, But it just, it goes nowhere and it's to no effect. Yeah, because later he says like, they were only able to decode it with the laptop, but I stopped that. And so in the he's like implying that in the normal timeline, they would have never decoded it. But then like five minutes later, he's like, but you'd still be dead. Like they'd still have killed you for being a double agent. I'm just like, what? I don't yeah. understand. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good. Um, and it, as, after he breaks his laptop, he's of course immediately caught by Reineker, who uh, is like, Hey, I got you now. You thought you stopped me, but don't worry. I've already built an atomic bomb in the in the in the rocket we're launching today, and mm-hmm. uh, you can't. You it's too late to stop me. And then Reinecker inexplicably decides to take him, take Jack Logan, his hostage, to the rocket site. Yeah. And then once he gets to the rocket site, he's just like, "Well, now that we're here, and I know everything's fine, I'm going to execute you." I'm like, "What? <laughs> Why didn't you do that ten minutes ago?" Yeah, it's it's just one of those like. It, 
they couldn't think of another way to get around it. So it's like, well, we have to bring both. Uh, what's her name? Elsa. What was the the, the German lady's Hannah. name? Hannah. Hannah and Jack just have to be brought to the. Well, she's already there. I think. Yeah, but she they was have invited. To be she's in, a scientist. <laughs> This big set piece at the end, which you can see they spent money because we're going to see the rocket and it's like a CGI rocket. It doesn't look great. <laughs> doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look great, you know? Um, it's okay and for can, 1990. What is it? Five? It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, and you can see this is where they're like, it's their big uh, final set piece. So you want all your major characters there. But yes, it doesn't make sense why you'd like drive an hour with this guy and be like, all right, now I'm going to execute you. I, th- I will say though, this sequence had my favorite joke of the entire episode. What's that? Where, where in the future cop from 2007 quotes quotes a song to Heinecker, and then Heinecker mistakes the lyrics to the song as, as a Rolling Stones song. And, uh, oh, that's right. Then Jack corrects him. He's like, that wasn't the Rolling Stones. It was uh, John Lennon. Easy mistake. Not. <laughs> um, people love it when you point uh, mistakes like that out, don't they? They do. But I can't believe they did a not joke. It's been a while. It's like a Borat episode broke out. It was just like, not. <laughs> I've tried bringing it back a couple times. People don't enjoy it. I just like it because it's 2007. So that implies that he's like, he's doing a joke from a decade earlier. <laughs> Do you, I always think about stuff like that. Um, can you imagine how annoying it must have been for teachers during that, that like window of like two years, or whatever, where we were all doing that? Like, yeah, I really like this assignment. Not. Like it must have been just so infuriating to teachers. We were doing it constantly. What a what a classic! What a classic! What joke. a time, huh? It was so funny to see it in the wild. Yeah, uh, my sister is a teacher. I it told me that the worst thing ever was the dabbing. She said that was the worst. Oh yeah, everyone was dabbing. She was just like, "Not you couldn't do anything because the kids wouldn't stop dabbing." <laughs> Your sister just has to get in on. She's just start dabbing. I don't think she will. <laughs> At any rate, uh, before Reinecker Reinecker can kill Logan, Hannah of course appears and saves him. And, you know, there's a bit of a fight back and forth during the rescue. But uh, while it's happening, Reinecker manages to get to the launch pad and, like, hit the button that launches the V-7 rocket to London. He's just like, ha-ha, I've done it. I've, I've nuked London. You've, you haven't stopped me, Jack. And then Jack just, like, reaches into his jacket and pulls out the plutonium from the bomb. He's like, <laughs> not without this plutonium you have. <laughs> but what I like is that he didn't stop the bomb. He's like, he's like, oh, sorry, stop the rocket. He's like, yeah, the rocket's still going to land and, like, make a lot of damage. But not atomic damage <laughs> but he says it was supposed to launch anyway so that's not his fault yeah 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 that's right he's like i don't want to i know time it can we can play around a little bit with the rules but not too much hey can i mention one thing the guy playing hitler because you're gonna see hitler come in and out of scenes um he looks nothing like hitler <laughs> and he's kind of fat and i just thought why did you cast this guy not your favorite hitler no, he's terrible. He's a terrible Hitler. Better or worse than uh, Time in Timbuktu's? Oh, this is worse. Much, much worse. <laughs> That's right. We've seen a bunch of Hitlers lately. Or at least two. What I liked about this thing is when Jack reveals he pulled the plutonium out and like shows it to Reinecker, showing his plan is destroyed. Reinecker could, he's just like, oh, that's too bad. Like he like, the actor has the most low key reaction to like this reveal. Like he's so indifferent to this fact. Well, because he probably knows, he's like, I guess I'll just do this again. I'm just going to go back a week and do it again. I mean, I like that part, too, because what happens is Radiker's just like, ah, I'm not super worried about it. He's just like, I know you broke all my laptops and everything, but, like, I still have all the knowledge up here. I'm just going to walk over there. I'm going to tell Hitler what happened, and we're just going to do it again. And then he, like, literally, like, walks away, walks straight up to Hitler. He's like, excuse me, Hitler, uh, the test was a failure, and Hitler just has him shot in the face. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like there's no <laughs> which, there's no there's no breath. It's just like kill him. Yeah. Which I don't know how accurate that was to to uh, Hitler murdering his um, uh, people like that. Like if that was Stalin, I would have said on point. I don't know if Hitler was the same in terms of that, but uh, someone's dad, some historical buff, can correct me. I mean, it um, is. But just it, like, I mean, you, you were at a test launch. I mean, something you know could have gone wrong. <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean, you'd think he'd be like, oh, I guess we'll just try again. But. Yeah, it was very funny. Oh, and we should mention, uh, what's her face? Elsa. She gets, uh, or Hannah. She gets, I don't always, I keep saying Elsa. It's like the most German name for me for some reason. Uh, she gets shot at some point by, uh, uh, what's the, the villain's name? Oh, uh, Re- Reinecker? Reinecker. Reinecker. Yeah, yeah. He shoots her at some point, like in the shoulder. Right, right. doesn't matter. We should mention that. It doesn't matter. I should just mention she gets shot in the shoulder. If you're wondering what was happening to her, she's shot in the don't shoulder. Don't worry. She's fine, though. She's fine. So it's like, it doesn't matter that she shot. Logan, anyway, finally turns to her. They've won the day. Reinecker's dead. <laughs> they rocked and go off. And he tells Hannah, he's like, she needs to disappear and start a new life under a, a new name because technically she shouldn't, she should have been executed in this timeline. Yeah. But then I was just like, but you took the list, so no one's getting executed. Oh, yeah, that's right. But then also it's really funny because he turns to her and he says, I wish I could take you with me. I'm just like, but you you just said she's supposed to die. You can take her with you. Yeah. I did think that. I thought the same thing. I'm like, just Star Trek for her. Bring her into the future. It's, it's just fine. It's just that they're, uh, she's falling in love with Jack and Jack can't have a clingy girlfriend in the future. So he's like, ah, you got to stay here. <laughs> he's like, I know we just got through World War II together, but yeah, I got this other character who seems to like me in the future. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I know we just slept together, but I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm going to leave you here in the past where you're supposed to be executed. <laughs> he's not a good person. And anyway, he jumps back in time and he returns to 2007. Everything is, is back to what it used to be. And, you know, yeah. him and that new Fuller character flirt some more. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Like, everything's fine. I can't wait till Hemminger gets back from vacation. I'm, I'm uh, in some ways, this was, and we could talk about this more at the end. In some ways, this was less horrible in terms of going back to World War II than I thought. And in some ways, it's more disappointing because it's so forgettable. <laughs> I mean, it's fast. You know? It's like all of these time it's episodes. Fast. It's fast. Yeah. And Jordan, if you thought we'd do one uh, episode where they create an alternate timeline that Jack gets stuck in, you were wrong. I know. Isn't it nuts they do this two episodes in a back row? So if back. you're going to put the pilot in, why would you stick it before this episode where it's like the same episode, slightly dressed up differently? Here's the IMDb summary for episode six, Alternate World. Now it's interesting. If I hadn't spent that night in jail, I may very well be leading a life of crime today. Well, that would be too bad, because then you and I would have never met. How do you know? Maybe I'd end up taking you hostage. We'd spend the night together in some cheap motel. Logan, please. The chance of you and I getting together in any lifetime are a million to one. Hemmings, you know those guys in high school? The ones that said you were too smart, no action? Yeah. They didn't know what they were talking about. A corrupt time cop goes back to 1989 to frame young Jack and retroactively remove him from the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he went back to frame him. I think he went back to kill him. But Again, and I know this is like a debate about these sorts of things, but like we're going to find out this time traveler is going to go back to get to sort of make it look like an accident, uh, um, if some uh, an event in Jack's life so that he does not become a time cop, basically was what it is. I was like... 
Just go back to when he's a baby and kill him. I know. There's so many options. But yes, it begins in Arizona 1989 with a cool teen Logan. Yeah, that's right. And it's like, it's like hip music, hip guys dirt biking. And we've, we've seen so much dirt biking in the shows we've watched, haven't we? <laughs> people love dirt biking, apparently. Do they love dirt biking? Do people love that? It just looks great on film. I guess so. I guess it's the, the dust getting kicked up. Uh, teen, teen Logan, he really foreshadows his future because when he's talking to his friend, he's really talking about how his, how his preferred hero is Han Solo. He likes him far more than Tom Cruise from Top Gun. Yeah, that's right. That's how we hey, know he's going to um, become who he's going to become. <laughs> Can can we uh, start a, a spinoff show called Teen Logan, and it's the adventures of him as a teenager? He was such a. It was so funny. He wasn't a cool teen. He was such a little brat. I know they they cast someone who doesn't really. You don't get the same um, feeling from the uh, the older version that we've seen. Not that he's an awesome character because he's not. But they don't. It's just like two different people. The actor has so much charisma that it just like you don't notice it until you see it put against someone with like very little teenage charisma that you're like <laughs> i kind of liked it though i was just like i'm like oh you got better as you grew up at least i like your older version better <laughs> right right anyway teen logan and his friend they're gonna go dirt biking through uh one of those military areas they sealed off that uh teen logan says it's just it's rumored to be a minefield but not to worry it's it's just something to keep us out of there and as they as they ride through a a man appears and he's wearing a black trench coat and sunglasses so you know he's from the future yeah yeah he's got his future uniform and he like pulls out one of these future guns we've seen yeah a real grenade Um, launcher and he essentially just starts shooting them and it's weird luke how did you feel about this did they know someone was shooting at them? No, they. I think they felt that the landmines were going off around. I see. Okay, because I was like, their reaction to this isn't what you would think your reaction would be if someone was shooting a rocket launcher at you. No, no, they drive through. They don't die. I don't know how this guy fails to kill them with this like heat-seeking grenade launcher, but he does. And and you know what I like? They even have the scene where like. He's got some sort of like targeting system in his gun. So it's like, you know, beep, 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 beep. And it's on them and he shoots and it misses. I'm like, well, that targeting system doesn't work. I know. I I was also just like, well, I guess you got to just go back in time and try this again. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Shouldn't it just be that? You just see him like miss and then he just touches his watch and then he appears like two minutes before and he tries it again and then just it doesn't work and he tries it again. I'm like, you know, they know they're going to go through the fence. Why don't you just shoot them when they come to the fence? I know it's so funny, um, but you're right. They they finish they finish their bike ride through the quote unquote minefield exploding around them, and they're just like, "Oh my god, that was crazy! You're a wild man, Jack Logan." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they reveal that the whole time it's been Jack Logan. We don't know it up to that point. Yeah, my note was, "Wait, is this Jack as a kid?" Oh no, that was my note. I knew something was up when I saw Arizona 1989. I'm just like. Oh, there does not seem to be any historical relevance here. So I'm like, these kids are going to be somebody. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, back in 2007, the uh, the Time Cop team is very annoyed with the Senate. Apparently, despite their high case turnover, the Senate's still mad at them for that time they lost a time sled to the criminal element and opened up all the problems <laughs> in the world. <laughs> you go, you're, like, you're like, you guys are still irritated about that one thing that has created so many problems in the future. You guys have a problem with that? They're so annoyed by it. It's so funny. And then they announce why they're annoyed. I'm just like, oh, yeah, well, it sounds like you guys really messed up. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I like this is another thing we've seen in a lot of shows. Uh, we can add this to dirt bikes, land deals. Uh, uh, what are the things we see? A lot of like like uh, uh, small town cops chasing people. Um, through dirt roads and we can add a uh, budget cuts 
for like police officers. Oh, everyone loves budget cuts. Yeah. At any rate, the dome picks up a level two time ripple. And it's at this point that the chief introduces a new idea that I was like obsessed about that they don't go into. But he's like, they're like, there's a level two time ripple. And the chief says, it could just be a, quote, temporal correction. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, wait. What is that? What is a temporal correction? I assumed it was sort of like um, there's a time cop out solving a case. And so there's been a correction so they see like a little blip, but history has come back to where it's supposed to be. That was oh, my okay. assumption. But maybe that maybe that's sense. me reading into it too much. Well, it's just so funny because I was just like, I'm like, there doesn't appear to be any, like, what do you mean? Like suddenly, like out of nowhere, time shifts a little bit. But like, don't worry, it's just correcting itself. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe they just assume like, like, yeah, sometimes time corrects itself. Maybe time's always shifting, man. We just don't know it. Yeah, Maybe. At any rate, uh, Jack, though, immediately recognizes the date and location of the time ripple. And it's it's from the night he spent in jail for stealing his stepdad's car to take his girlfriend to prom. Uh, that night changed his life because his girlfriend left him when he went when he got put in jail uh, for his best friend, which we've heard about previously. And you, you know what's the thing? This is actually kind of an interesting story. I, I always have a soft spot for this idea, and I think we've talked about it even on this show before. There's something interesting about time travel or the idea of changing something in the past that you regret. Uh, you know, there's that great episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Picard um, doesn't get stabbed in the heart, and he sees what his life is would have been. And you, and you know, it's that very kind of cliched thing, but if it's done in a um, sort of subtle way, and I think that particular episode was done well, where you realize... Even the mistakes you've made in life or the choices you didn't think were great ones make you to be the person you're supposed to be. And I think there is a very interesting idea of seeing the options or the roads traveled that you didn't take, um, blah, blah, blah. That's not what they want to do in this show. But I think there's an interesting idea here because that's a cool little bit of history that Jack went to jail because he did this stupid thing and... uh, The effect of this girl or whatever it could have been, it would have changed his life. But they kind of just like place it there as um, I don't know what you say. Like it's, it's a plot point, but nothing really more than that. Nothing comes of it. I mean, here's the thing is like, yes, there's the fact that his girlfriend left him on prom because he ended up getting put in jail by his stepdad, but there's the additional part, which I think really changes the trajectory of the show based on what actually happens. But Jack goes on to say his stepdad called the cops, got him put in jail. And the next morning when his stepdad picked him up from jail, Logan made a comment about how he's his stepdad, not his real dad. And yeah. his stepdad, because he said that, adopted him and they became became his like that his stepdad loved him so much he wanted to prove how much he loved Logan. And that like you know, it's it's a really sweet story that mm-hmm. really implies a lot of things about Logan. And I was like a piece of storytelling. I was like, this is interesting, it's great. It just ultimately by the end of the episode they've undone that story. So it feels like Logan's life is irrevocably damaged based on what he does himself in this episode. But but isn't it weird? Like you're saying, there's some interesting ideas in this episode and I should actually look and see who wrote this. I'm going to assume this was uh, a different writer than some of the other episodes. Maybe I'm wrong, but there, there is hints in this episode of something a little bit deeper. And maybe that's unfair to ask for a show that I think kind of knows what it's supposed to be a kind of a silly 8 PM, um, action show that like you're okay with your kids watching but there could be a little bit more in this episode hints at it and it's kind of a shame because you're like oh it would maybe be nice to kind of know a little bit more about jack other than he's got spiky hair but <laughs> you know 
Anyway, so despite all the regulations in the Time Cop rule book about not going back to a time pl- uh, time period where you also exist and you could bump into each other, they're sending Lo- Logan back because he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They're like, they bring it all up. They're just like, you can't, you shouldn't go back. You're going to be there. He's like, I'll be in jail. And they're like, and you're the best. So we're saying, well, I like it because even, um, uh, Hemmings, is that her name? Hemmings? Yeah. Hemmings. She sort of brings it up. And it's so funny because she's like the audience where they're like, we're going to send Jack back. And he's like, I should go. And she's like, this is a terrible idea. All the rules we've established in this show. There's no reason he should go back. And then Jack's like, come on. And then uh, the boss is like, I'll allow it. <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, what? What are you talking about? And then the scene just moves on. It is really funny. I like that about Hemming's character. Because this is like um, the other episode where she's like, should we like do a background check on this cop we're going to send back in time? They're like, nah, let's just send him. And then it turns out he is like the bad guy of the episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But again, don't you think there's even more an interesting episode? What if Hemmings had to go back to the past and she learns more about jack do you know what i mean like a younger Absolutely. version of jack you know he's 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 less um uh private or he's less whatever you know his character flaws are now she can see how that developed there's something interesting there but oh nope. for sure i mean at any rate jack jumps in the time sled which by, i don't know if we've mentioned this turns out that's what they're called time sleds time sleds i know they didn't say it before right i think they have i just never clocked it before i didn't either though so i mean it's odd that both of us would have picked it up in this episode they but, yeah, say time, time sled a lot in this episode <laughs> Yeah, he he goes back to 1989 Arizona, uh, and when he arrives, he like sees a, a cop car going by, so he runs after it. He just starts pumping his little legs, and he runs after, it, and he ends up at his dad's his stepdad's hardware store, where his stepdad has been knocked unconscious in a mm-hmm. robbery. Yeah, which Jack knows means no one's going to be there to catch him when he steals the car, so he's not going to go to jail that night. So Jack then just runs still he like pumps his little legs and then runs all the way across town to his house and when he yeah. gets there he sees him his teen self driving away in the car he's too late to stop him from driving away in the car and at that exact moment <laughs> his teenage best friend is walking by and this was bizarre to me like he sees jack yeah. sees his teen self drive away and jack's like oh no i'm too late and he turns around sees his randomly teen best friend walking by and he says hey where was Teen Logan going? I know. And I was just like, you know where Teen Logan was going. You tell the story to everyone. Yeah, and that was so bizarre. It's because they wanted a scene where he sort of like assaults this kid. It's like, but I'm like, I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, just go to the house. You should have gone there first. You know exactly where he's headed to pick up his girlfriend. That's where you were. Yeah. <laughs> it's the prom night. That's where. That's specifically what you're doing. And it's so funny. And this kid just is walking by in a tuxedo at that exact moment. Like, it's all so random. Yeah, and he sort of like grabs him by the collar and he's like, show me where he's gone. And he tells him to go, but of course, Jack's kind of too late. Well, and the next thing he does, and once again, he just runs all the way. <laughs> the enti- this entire sequence is just Jack running around this town. He's just like, every time he cuts him, he's just like running as hard as he can. I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. There was an o- interesting thing too, is because later in this episode, Jack's going to steal a car and we're going to see he knows how to drive a car because seemingly people still know how to drive cars in 2007 but when um hemmings went back to the 50s she didn't know how to drive a car no no it was because it was a standard oh okay i'll i'll let it go it was in the future everything's automatic is the problem they just got rid of standard entirely huh yeah it's gone electric cars and no standard right so even if you get like you buy yourself a ferrari it's still standard yeah absolutely okay good to know uh logan then uh, runs to his girlfriend's house the, his teen girlfriend's house and he gets there again too late the car's already driven away because he's running everywhere right it is weird that he's running why did he why do you think they chose that they're just like it's too too much trouble to get him in a car 
I guess maybe just saves a scene and like it's a yeah. it's show you how small a town it is. You can run everywhere. <laughs> and it's so funny. He gets there, sees the car drive away, and then the bad guy Sam Usher just steps out of a corner and says, says "Like, hey Jack, it's me. Your your enemy, just Sam Usher. I'm, I'm here." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like he like introduces himself, and of course Jack knows him because. Uh, Sam Usher used to be a time cop who tried to steal the plans and to the time sled so he could build a rogue one and make a lot of money on the black market, but was caught and ended up going to jail. But he recently got out on probation, so he just immediately went back in time. He's like, I came back in time to kill you so that I can build my time sled for the criminals. Yeah, there's a weird uh, thing on this show where all of the villains, um, their motivations aren't entirely thought out. You know, it's like, like, remember the one guy you're like, why is he doing stuff? It's like, because he wants to be the greatest historical murderer or something. You're like, what? Why? He didn't want to be. He wanted the Jack Thripper to be. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's like, sure. Anyways, well, you know what? We're going to get to a thing, though. So um, they get like into a fight and then a sprinkler comes on for no reason while they're fighting. They roll into each other. They time portal out and they get to the future. And as we said at the beginning of this. Time has changed again. Two episodes in a row, the future has changed. But here's my question to you. So what we're gonna, what we're gonna see is, as soon as they got off, Jack's like, "I got him," and they're like, "What do you mean? He's got you. You're the villain." And what we learn is, in the future, now Jack is a bad guy because of what has happened in the in because he never got stopped. Uh, he what, is what? he is the most wanted cop in history. Right. The most, and they say at one point, not cop, I, uh, criminal. Criminal. They they, uh, they say at one point. I don't know if you've you caught this. They say. 25% of all the time crimes are because of Jack. I know. Great, 25%. Right. <laughs> He's a bad guy. Like, I'm trying to think of, let's say, like, yeah, it's just, it's like an astronomical number. They should have said something like 3%. I'd have been like, that's a lot. No, no, there's only four crimes total. And right. He did one of them. <laughs> that's the thing. So either the implication is there's very few time crimes or he's doing dozens and dozens of time crimes. Anyways, the point is the future has changed and they, and what Jack realizes is he's now a bad guy. Um, and uh, what uh, Sam Usher is a good guy. So here's my question to you, Luke, and we don't need to get too far into this. But Sam went to the past to kill Jack, correct? Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. He gets caught and goes to the future. So mm-hmm. there, he, the future he's going back to, he has no plans. Zero. Correct. But he's able to seamlessly work his way into this new future, not missing a beat, where he is somehow a cop and Jack is a criminal and they just go with it. That's, that's Oh yeah, it's very, he Sam Usher is very flexible. So but like do, do you know what I mean? Like I I can't stress this enough. It's not like both of them are like, "Oh no, this future has changed." They're like, "Hey Sam, you're the best cop around." He's like, "Yes, I am. Anyways, where are my files?" And you're like <laughs> you're like, "What?" How, like he there's he doesn't miss a beat. And you he would be as blown away, right? I mean, he he just knows you got to roll with those punches. Yeah. Also, it's it, like, what a coincidence that not only has the future changed, like, it could be one thing if it was like, Jack is a criminal now in the future. Okay, that tracks. Something happened in his life. And, you know, one thing led to another. And now he's got to prove his innocence that he's not this person. But the fact that the other guy just also happens to be a cop and also happens to be like his arch nemesis in this, it's just like, why? Well, the only reason Sam Usher got caught for trying to sell for trying to steal those plans was because of Jack Logan. So with no Jack Logan, everything goes fine for Sam Usher. I guess, I suppose. Okay, sure. It just it just doesn't work at all. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make perfect sense. 
Uh, of course, what has happened to Logan in this new future is that, as as uh, Sam explained in the past, his plan was to go back in time, and after he failed to kill Jack with Teen Jack with the grenade launcher, he came up with a new plan, even more convoluted than the last, in which he cut the brakes on the car mm-hmm. that Teen Jack Logan was stealing, because apparently Jack w- tells this story to literally everyone he meets. So he knew he knew the whole story. So Sam cut the brakes and filled the car with liquid explosives yeah. so that it would look like Teen Jack got in an accident, the car exploded and killed him. Mm-hmm. However, when they get to the future, what they find out has happened is, and it's so funny because Usher's just like, well, I looked into it, Jack. Turns out your stupid teen self crashed the car too early. I was like, yeah, you cut the, he was going to crash the car the second he moved the car. Yeah. <laughs> I know, somehow, it just... He cr- it is, it, isn't it odd, though, again, you're going back to the past for a very specific task, which is to murder someone. And I understand you want to do it in a way that doesn't raise suspicions, mm-hmm. but you've over made this overly complicated. Do you know what I mean? There, there's multiple things you can do. Push him down some stairs, you know? Well, and he says he crashed the car too early. So the car just still crashed because of the cut brakes. But apparently Teen Jack made, managed to step out of the car and as soon as I guess as soon as he stepped out, it exploded because his girlfriend was killed in the explosion. Yeah. And Jack went to prison, I guess, I guess for dangerous driving. Or manslaughter like, or something, or killing this killing this woman. And mm-hmm. we don't get no further information as to how from nineteen eighty nine to currently he somehow became a time time criminal. But we're just supposed to know that it, because of that accident he's become a time criminal. Yeah, we're supposed to know that 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 was uh, a catalyst for him becoming a criminal. Yeah, it's very it's very good, very fun. <laughs> oh, and then um, uh, should I mention right now? Um, it seems like later on, Sam Usher, his kind of motivation is to make money or something. Yeah, he's. I guess he's decided he's still like his whole thing is he wants to fix the timeline in where he does not get fired from the time cops, so that he can just make a lot of money. With an illegal time sled. Yeah. I know. It's, it's weird. Oh, it's, can, it's, I, can I mention one thing? I think it's going to come up in a couple scenes. And I had to stop because I was laughing so much. Because I don't know why they're funny to me. But Fabergé eggs are funny. And at one point, we're going to... the next couple scenes, we're going to have a thing where we're going to hear a couple of the uh, uh, Jack's crimes. And they're going to mention that he stole a Fabergé egg. And I don't know why that was so funny. But it's the funniest thing ever. He stole a Fabergé well, egg. That's like one that. of his time time crimes. What I liked is when when we come to this new future and like Jack's getting put in prison and like Sam Usher's there and the other like regular characters, they're all like, you know, in this new future where it's normal that Sam Usher's there and they're all talking about him. They're like, he's such a bad cop. He plays by his own rules. You can't trust him. But they're just describing Logan. Yeah, exactly. But I they don't the same feel thing. the same way about Logan in the in their regular timeline. Yeah, I like thought the same like thing. They don't like Sam because he's a rogue cop, but they're just describing Logan's character. Well, they're all sort of suspicious about him, right? They're all like, "Yeah, he's and and you're exactly right." They just describe Logan. They're like, "I don't know, he's shifty. He doesn't like follow rules." And all this is like, that's a very odd reaction, everyone. Yeah, yeah. At any rate, it doesn't matter. You're right. What happens is Logan gets to go to time court, which I can't believe we haven't been to time court before. It's Wasn't amazing. it great? Wasn't time court great? So what it's you get is glowing pedestals. Yeah. So what it basically looks like is. Judge Judy, but instead of the the podiums that the uh, plaintiff and the defendant are in, or not the plaintiff, the the accused and the defendant, um, they have they're at their podium, but they have like just a light beam, sort of like was it Star Trek Six? I think did that that same sort of idea. Yeah, she, like they stand on a big like basically 
Pillar of Light. Pillar of Light. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I'm like, they should have done this before. It's it's a great sort of thing. And and what you get is, um, they're like, Jack, are you are you going to um, uh, you're going to defend yourself? And he's like, Yep. And they're like, You shouldn't defend yourself. He's like, I'm Jack Logan. And I like that he's decided to defend himself, but he doesn't really have a case at all. Like he's not thought his way through. And um, and do you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember we watched that show? uh star rangers what was it space rangers do you remember that show and it's like um uh one guy had like a robotic ear and uh, one guy was like a kind of like a klingon they had the same sort of scenario where the guy was like had to like be a lawyer for some reason (laughs) you gotta have a lawyer episode apparently yeah um but anyways he sort of defends himself and we get to see his case um uh uh, what's his boss's name i can never remember these characters names matuzik call him the chief the chief, Matuzik, he sort of um, gets to lay out all the crimes. And that's where we get to see one of them was he stole a Fabergé egg, which was hilarious. Um, and you're, you get you're, to... you're really underselling the crimes. Yeah, what were they? And, and so I was wish they would have given more, but maybe he only ever did two crimes. But the two crimes they gave Which were, were 25%, by the way, of all, all crimes. In 1856, <laughs> Logan stole the Tsar's Fabergé eggs. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then in 1922, Logan robbed the Orient Express. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, to your point, ever since Jack arrives back in this alternate 2007, all he's been saying is just like, this isn't right. This isn't my timeline. Sam Usher's changed the timeline. And like, yeah. no one's really listening to him. I'm sure that's a, a common, a common. Complaint. That's his defense. Well, you would think, though, you're right. It would be a common defense in time court. You're like, I know this looks bad. You guys have messed up the timeline. I'm actually good. It's it's pretty funny because the, the judge must be like, I've seen this a million times. And I mean, she kind of like, she hears his, she hears him saying, she's like, I don't buy it. She's like, I'll tell you what though. We will give you leniency if you'll tell us where the illegal time sled is that you used. Right. Yeah. And of course, Jack doesn't know because he didn't, he like, none of that really happened to him. So she slams down her glass gavel, her completely clear <laughs> glass gavel. I love it. And sentences him to the only punishment for time crimes, death. Yeah. That did seem a lot, didn't it? You just go right to death. I know. I was like, put him in some sort of like time penal colony or something. And as as Logan's being walked back to his prison cell, he uh, you know, he makes one last last ditch effort. He tells the chief that he'll he'll give up the location of the illegal time sled, but only to Officer Hemming. So it's a way for him to get in a room with Officer Hemming. Hey, I just thought of a really good uh, uh punishment for time people. They should send them back to time periods. That are really bad. That should be the punishment. <laughs> like you're going back to uh, Thatcher's England, you know? <laughs> the worst time period. There <laughs> I just It's the first thing that came into mind. You know what I mean? We're not saying Hitler. I'm just saying she stole the milk from the children is what I'm saying, you know? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, he gets Hemmings to come visit him in prison. And it's uh, he really tries to impress her. Like first thing he does is he pulls out the secret listening device in one of the bolts on the wall because he knows yeah. you know, he knows where they're hidden. Didn't didn't that seem illegal? Top. That's the first thing I thought. I'm like, hold on, you guys have secret microphones that can record people. I'm like, I think you should need a warrant for that, time cops. Also, I don't think you need a secret one. You can just have a camera and a mic in a room you're holding a prison. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. So like, what, we, this is kind of the first of um, several instances we're going to see that is sort of going to build Jack's case for him with Hemming specifically, which is he knows the place so well that it would be hard to hard to understand how he could know this without him telling the truth. So, like, he knows codes to doors, and he knows how little secrets of the building, which, again, is weird because you would think if the timeline would change, these things would change. 
but for the purposes of this episode, everything is exactly the same except for Jack. Yes, yes. And I mean, Jack's like, you know, he wants to talk to Hemi in private. That's why he disables the system. And he sort of tells her, like, everything about her life. He knows all these facts about it. And mm-hmm. even even something he, he shouldn't know, which is before he left to go to his prom, Hemmings had mentioned something that happened to her at her prom that she was never able to get a date also. And it was because the high school boys used to call her TSNA, Jordan. What is TSNA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. TSNA stood for uh, Too Smart, No Action. That's it. Too Smart, yeah. No Action. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Hemmings like, there's no way you could know that. But she's still very skeptical. She's not going to fall for this time thing. So Jack's just like, well, I'm out of options. And he just grabs her and takes her hostage and then, like, fights his way out of the out of time cop prison. Yeah. And he gets shot at at one point, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a, like Usher obviously does not want Jack on the loose because he, like, will blow his plans. So Usher gets a moment where Jack exposes himself and he gets shot in the gut, basically, by Usher. Yeah. And, and then, then Usher's and, in trouble for it. They're like, you're a rogue cop. You just can't shoot. You could have shot Hemi. Yeah. Well, to be to be fair to, to, to the show, Matuzik, the boss, does say, everyone put down their guns, don't shoot. And then he shoots, which is just supposed to be another instance of, like, he's a loose cannon. But to be fair, I think Jack also would have done that in his situation. 100%. Right. Um, and then we get to see, which I thought was one of the better parts of the episode, is Logan and Hemming end up on the streets of, like, a very convincing futuristic Washington, D.C., yeah, it's the first time, I think, we've actually gone outside in 2007, isn't it? I think so, too. And I was just like, oh, this looks good. Uh, too bad we don't get out here much. I agree. It looked, it was just like kind of interesting. And even when they first went out, um, outside of the building was an interesting uh, location choice. I think it's actually just a back lot of where the studio is. But they had these sort of like, um, uh, on a diagonal, like 75 degree angle, like sort of uh, very industrial looking bars that were sort of on the side of the building. I was like, oh, that kind of looks cool. Yeah, it was it was it was a very low key. They weren't like really overplaying it, but it just felt like t- like a futuristic two thousand seven like weird city. And I was like, this is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, at any rate, he's bleeding out pretty badly, and uh, he collapses. And I guess Hemmings has like started doubting what's happening. So he takes she takes him to a motel. She treats his bullet wound, and they get to talk about how she be- kind of believes him now, and that she wants to help. And then they make out a bit. <laughs> I know. Well, they don't make it. They they imply they sleep together. Right, right. And Logan kind of explains that he suspects that Usher is is a rogue cop. He must have a rogue time sled somewhere in this timeline as well. If that was always his plan, he must have one here. And Hemmings is just like, there's no way. There's no way Usher has it. He's a he's a rogue cop. But like, I used to date him, and I would know it. I would know it because like when we were dating, he bought that building on top of that abandoned subway station. So it's so it would be weird if he had a time slot. Yeah, and I said to him, it's a bad neighborhood by property. But he was like, it's great. It's on top of this railroad that has nothing to do with anything. It's so funny to me. She's just like, yeah. it couldn't be him. And then she describes all the stuff. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so it's definitely. <laughs> it was just so funny because it was one of those. It's like he seems like a great guy. Yes, he has a uh, torture dungeon, but it has nothing to do with him being a villain. <laughs> no, it's so funny. So they go and they break into his house and they go into like the uh, his underground uh, time sled lair, which is just it is just the exact same set as the time. I know. <laughs> I know. It was funny because um, they have to imply that you there's a certain amount of technology that's needed to be able to um, send people back in time. Um, but, but so they just repurposed the set and just lit it differently where it's like, you guys could have done something and made it look a little bit more, um, handmade, you know, but they were like, whatever, we'll just go to the set budget. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they said he stole the plans from the, he stole the plans from them. So he just built them to spec. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Anyway, she puts Logan in a time sled and shoots him back to 1989. Um, and as he's about to get about to go through the time hole, he looks over and Usher's broken his way in and shoots and shoots uh, Hemmings dead in the future. And he's like, "Oh no, I've got to save the future." But what I always like is that it's like the right the writers want Jack to be able to um, have relationships or sleep with as many of the women characters as show up, but they also don't want that to hinder him in any ways for future ladies that this is going to happen with again so they have to always have them die or just go away at the end it's just it's just this funny thing where you're just like like even hemming they're like well we can't have them together right now so i don't know just kill her well i mean she you know she'll never remember it happened so yeah exactly which is funny she point her character does point out at some point she's like it's going to be kind of unfair that like you have slept with me but when you get back to the regular timeline I won't have any re- recollection, but that'll be like a, a power imbalance. And Jack's like, sure will be. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's, and it, it's funny because, uh, again, this show was done in 1998. So some of those conversations about uh, um, the power dynamics in these relationships and the, uh, the inappropriateness that could be happening in the workplace wasn't as commonplace the, a, a conversation. But you're right. Like, it just gets raised here and just knocked down where she's just like, this is weird, right? Like, in some ways, you're sort of taking advantage of our relationship and the way that this is going to play out in your world because it's just unfair. And he's like, yeah, them's the Briggs, bitch. <laughs> it is. He I, doesn't quite say it like that. But. No, it wasn't quite that mean. Jack is a pretty charming character overall, I have to say. Yeah, they, he, you're right. Like, he's he's got the... the, the um, the through line of all these characters we've seen, but he's not the worst of them. Like he's, he's always kind of like, he's, if anything, he's maybe more smug than, than like a downright dirtbag. He's just like a likable himbo. He's kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of hot. And yeah. he's just like, he, it's not like, you don't feel, you don't feel like he's mean. You just feel like, Oh, he's too dumb to know the difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're right. He, he hops back. He goes back into, uh, 1989 he steals a car and tries to chase down his teen self. And, of course, his teen self sees someone in the rearview mirror. He's just like, I got to outrun this car. Maybe it's a cop. Like, it's, you know, dumb. Yeah. And then they get on a hill, and the teen Logan realizes he has no brakes. So regular Logan has to pull up and explain to him how to, like, stop a car without brakes, which yeah. he does. Like, like, pull the emergency brake, turn the wheel, you'll stop is the idea. Yeah. And hence, he prevents the car accident that will explode and kill him and the girlfriend, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, if, you know, as soon as they stop, Teen Logan's girlfriend gets out, breaks up with him for being reckless, like sort of writing that area of the timeline. Mm-hmm. And then Sam Usher just pops out out of nowhere. Again, he just like walks out of a tree. He's like, I'm here now. Yeah, he just. And then this wasn't this the dumbest thing ever, Luke? This, oh, so, this dumb. so basically what happens is he's like got the like, uh, I think he has a time gun on them. And he's like, ah, I got the drop on you. And then I can't remember exactly what Jack says. I'll tell you what he says. What was it? Oh, is it, oh, is it the birthday, right? No, he says, Jack turns to his teen <laughs> self and says, what did your dad get you for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I know what he got me. And then he basically karate's his way out of, <laughs> out, of, out, of the, <laughs> out of the situation because what his dad got him was karate lessons. It's so funny. And the... God bless the actor playing teen Jack Logan. But when yeah. he says the line, he's just like, oh, yeah, karate. <laughs> it's like so nerdy the way he says it. I'm just like, it's like it's like it has no relation to older Jack. It made me laugh. so hard. Yeah. Anyways, they like apparently Jack knows karate. Imagine being like he's got to be 17. Imagine your dad got you karate lessons at 17. 
let's go do karate lessons luke at our age let's oh, just start that'd now be great. i'd be so sore yeah i throw my back out walking into the door <laughs> <laughs> at any rate uh usher's disarmed and logan is able to beat him up and arrest him um yeah. and as he's as he's walking away he turns to his teen self and logan's like hey by the way here's a little tip uh when that girl asks you in class if she wants to be your lab partner you got to say yes she's into you <laughs> I think it was more implied that, like, she's going to get real hot. And it was just like, guys, come on. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I'm just like, why are you, cha- Jack, you desperately are trying not to change the timeline for yourself, but you're still doing it. He still wants to get his uh, previous self-, self laid a lot more. I will say this, though. I-, I think there's a huge problem here in that, like, yes, they still, they fixed the idea that the girlfriend broke up with him for being reckless. But his stepdad isn't involved in this episode. So his stepdad never adopts him because of yeah. the events that happen here, which I think drastically changes the course of his life. Well, and it's an interesting point because you were right. It That was a major character point for him that, as you said before, was sort of sweet and interesting about him. And now that's gone. Um, now, we've seen physical things because even in this episode, Jack gets a scar at some point from the car accident and the scar disappears at the end of the episode because the car accident didn't happen. But we haven't implied, or at least they haven't shown, that your memories are adjusted or your personality is adjusted because you'd almost think that you go back to the future and now you go, oh, I actually now have this memory of something that I that didn't happen or... Yeah, yeah. Like but but they don't really... memories. Yeah, but like, yes, exactly. But I don't think they... I think maybe that's too much for them to get into. So they're just like, just wave it away. But it's, but you're right. It's like, no, no, that would change who you are as a person. So, but is it because this is time travel? It gets so confusing. Is it because he is in a bubble and it doesn't really matter? So no matter where he goes, that doesn't really affect him. I would say it wouldn't affect regular. You're right. I would say that our hero, Jack, perhaps he's in this bubble where these, these things don't affect his memories or he just gains them. And it doesn't, you know, he's able to, Mm -hmm. he's able to keep those things. But I still say that like, whatever future he comes back to is going to be very different. Yeah. Because like the story he told was a very amazing story of like a father who he never had, like finally coming out and being like, no, I love you so much. I'm going to make you my own son. Like that, that would change that child's life. Mm -hmm. And he never got that. So he, he wouldn't be coming back to be him being a time. Like he'd be like an insurance salesman or like work at an office or something. Or at the very least, he doesn't have that relationship with the father anymore. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I, it felt like too big a thing to change. Yeah. Like, it, it, or, you're, you're right, though. What's interesting about that, just taking it like structurally in terms of an episode and writing an episode, they created that situation of dropping that line in. Yeah. And then didn't do anything with it. You didn't have to mention it. Just didn't, don't, don't mention that at the beginning if you don't want to develop it well, at all. But they chose to put it in and they went, meh. And they addressed the girlfriend thing. Like, if it was just like, I was so reckless, I didn't shape up until my girlfriend left me for being reckless. Then you, you know, you hit that beat still and the character shapes mm-hmm. up. But they really imply what shaped him up was this other thing that they never do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very odd. It's um, the time travel in this and the implications of time travel are so haphazard and so lazy, which is bizarre because that's the show you chose to make. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, don't make it about time travel if that is a pain for you in your episode. Yeah, it's it's something I love about this show. It's just like how Lucy goes. You know? Yes, but there anyway, we are. And that's... I think one of my favorite scenes of this episode happens to, after this because they return to 2007. He's got Sam Usher on gunpoint, and they basically arrive looking identical to how they arrived in alternate 2007. Like 
Jack's arriving. He's caught the bad guy. Yes. And the scene plays out identically to what happened previously, That's except right. the shoes on the other put. Everyone's uh, uh, like lauding Logan for catching the time criminal. And Sam Usher, to his credit, is like saying the exact same lines that Jack did. Like the timeline's been changed. Mm-hmm. Jack, I'm not supposed to be the time criminal. I'm supposed to be the time. Co- like, and it's an exact repeat of the scene we've already seen, but with just like the two characters yeah. in swap positions. And I was just like, this is very fun. You guys did a very funny, good job. I agree. Scene. But then, but then they have to add this little button on the end, which is we they do this. Jack goes to see Hemmings, and I guess they like he kind of like mentions stuff to her, and it kind of implies like maybe he like loves her now. Well, yes, he drops by, and he like he flirts, he flirts with her a bit, and she flirts a little back, but then it's kind of like, uh, 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 Jack, I'm not into you that way, and then Jack tries to give her a compliment here, which is just like why he's like. I think a himbo just like he's kind of too, like he means well but he's like kind of dumb yeah. is he turns to her and he's just like hey Hemming you remember what you told me about those those kids used to say to you in school she's like what too smart no action he's like yeah they're wrong I'm just like wait like like that like it's like no you're not smart and you put out so I thought the same thing it was so funny it was it was just like there 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 could have been a sweet thing like hey remember that thing people told about you they really missed a chance because you're actually a lovely person or there's much more to you than your physical attributes there's, or whatever it could have been in a less clumsy way than I'm saying it. But he just was like, he just, he missed it entirely. It's like, Hey, remember those guys wouldn't sleep with you? I would have like, <laughs> okay. So funny. I mean, I, and it's, it's not bad. Like it's because he seems so stupid that it kind of works, but also they cut to Hemming's reaction and she looks at him like the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> it's also like it, I know this doesn't matter, but like it's also just in the office. Can you imagine just saying that to someone in the office, it's just so going funny. up to them and being so like, funny. "Hey, remember that weird personal thing you told me one time? Guess what? I think you're hot." Anyways, do you want to collate this for me? It's just like <laughs> I, I mean, I have to give credit to the fact that the 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 reaction they did give to Hemmings was one of just like, "I the agree." Fuck are you? Is wrong with you? <laughs> like they're acknowledging what he said was so dumb for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it, and that's that's the end of uh, the end of episode six. What a weird, what a weird show, Jordan. Well, do you have any final notes, or should we get to writing? Uh, please, no more Hitler, everyone. <laughs> uh, it's true. I was watching it too. I'm just like, we don't like. There's nothing left to be said. Just nothing. Like we've got it. We've got it. And I don't care if you've cast for some reason a portly Hitler. I don't want to see it anymore. Please, I'm begging you, no more Hitler. Not even portly Hitler. Not even portly Hitler, who's a little bit jovial. Actually, he wasn't jovial at all. <laughs> no, he's pretty grim. I, I'm going to actually give them one piece of credit for that episode, which I thought was surprising to me, is that in World War II Germany in this show, <laughs> everyone spoke German. I agree. We should have mentioned that. That was good. because No, because at the very beginning, um, there was a guy speaking in English, and I was like, oh, they're going to do this annoying thing where they have... Um, just speaking in, a, in an accent just, to yeah. let you know but it was only because he was speaking to an english person the time traveling yeah. boy and so i was like oh that was great they actually were speaking german i agree it was good i thought i was surprised i'm like i'm really impressed usually you know it's just an, for a show that like like this which is it's time travels already loosey-goosey i just figured like they wouldn't get caught up in like people speaking german but they really committed to it and i thought it was actually like i i respected that choice yeah so let's let's uh let's have it as a good lead. Episode five, Luke. What would you give this? Rocket science. Rocket science. Which again, as I point out, was actually the first episode. So this was their test episode that they made adjustments to. Yeah, I'm. I, it's not very. It's, 
I knowing now that it's the pilot episode, like it makes a lot of sense. You can see like where things are a little bit different. I think like mm-hmm. it still relatively felt like a time cop episode with a few tonal differences and a few like aesthetic differences. Mm-hmm. It, like you said, it's so exhausting watching World War Two. Yeah, I was really excited when the bad guy was just going to be some like disaffected teen from the future just coming back because he's like a real fuck you for no re- like you know no real reason other than yeah. just being a teen. I I love that idea that was then just you know taken you're, away you're right. immediately that's a more interesting idea and a more interesting motivation you're like why are you doing this is like i'm just a teenager and i'm a prick you know and to be fair to them like it was too soon i don't think they could they didn't know what was coming in the future like i think that's a great episode you could have made today because like it feels true to today mm-hmm. um so i'm not gonna hold it against them but it's not a very good episode i'm gonna give it a, i'm gonna give it a three i think yeah i Weirdly, I think I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think I like this episode more than most, even though it's not great. I think it's not good. Like none of these episodes are going to be that good. But weirdly, some of the things they've done in this, I wish they had carried over to other episodes. I like the little iPad thing that he has. Mm -hmm. I liked the uh, implying that you could keep going in past and redoing things and seeing yourself. I think they didn't play with it enough. And I, I thought... And the, the, the Germany looked pretty good for what it was, like all the uniforms and the Germans and stuff. So I'm going to say it's one of my episodes I like more. I'm going to give it a four out of ten. Now, I know that's not a, a great score because it's still a bad show, but it felt like people cared more about this episode. <laughs> I mean, they put more work into it. It was a pilot yeah. at one point. Yeah, yeah. All right, what about the next one, Alternate World? This was a huge missed opportunity, wasn't it? I mean, it certainly was, yes. So uh, you go first. You tell me what you think. All right, I'll go first. Here's the thing. At this point, I know what time cop is. It's yeah. the rules of time travel are sloppy. Every time I watch it, I'm just watching for like how it's <laughs> not really going to add up in some ways. Yeah. And like the weird ways they want to add it up. Um, but I got to say, of the, I, I'm kind of understanding what this show is and getting in the groove of it. And this episode is... It's not good, but I, it was so funny and weird and, like, campyly stupid and, like, you know, missed opportunities left and right. But, like, they don't seem to care and they, they even comment on them sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I finally, like, got – I think I finally was just like, oh, this this show's finally, like, clicking for me. Like, this is this mm-hmm. is my favorite episode of Time Cop. Uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. It's also my favorite episode of Time Cop. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go overboard. I'm going to give it six. Oh, I'm going to give it a five. Five, but for all the same reasons. It's just, like – at a certain point, it's like you're right. He's a he's a he's a himbo. But at a certain point, we've kind of just gone. I kind of like him. He's all right. It's just like I feel the same thing about this show. You're like, this is just a dumb kind of harmless show. And at a certain point, I'm like, yeah, it's all right. I'll put it on. It's not the worst thing ever. It's kind of it's got its charms. Yeah, I gotta say, I think I think the actors playing Logan and Hemmings have won me over. Like I think I'm just like I am charmed by them now. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. It's it's and you know what though, uh, this is a maybe the the lead we need. I think it's a, too little, too late. Oh, it's definitely too little. It's like it's it has basically got to like the point where it's just like eh, it's okay. Like it's barely passable to watch. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. I know you know what this means, though. I know it's time to see if we're taking the escape pod. Yeah, and I'm going to say we might as well strap ourselves into the sled because it's going to happen. Yeah, I think uh, I think based on what's happened so far, it's unlikely that this is not going to uh, jump yeah. ship right now. Yeah. Did you put on your compression underwear? You love, you love. This <laughs> I, know, I knew you were going to get upset about, about that. About 
I only say because it, it bothers you. What is compression underwear? It just sucks everything in. <laughs> Why would we need that to escape? Off? Well, we don't want to, I don't know, anything flying out. Are we going out in the town afterwards? <laughs> That's right. All right, Jordan. Are you ready? Do you want to hear what the series average so far is for Time Cop? It's going to be, honestly, it's going to be like 3.6. It is 3.75. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the deal. That's about right. Uh, yeah, I was not wrong. Like, sometimes when, we, when you do the average of these things, you go, oh, that's not really what I would give it overall as a show. But that's about right. This show's about a 3.5, 4 out of 10. Yeah, I think that seems, sounds fair for everyone. Yeah. Well, that means, listener, if we're if we're taking the escape pod, if we've reached, we've watched six full episodes of this, three full podcasts worth. We're gonna jump ahead. We're gonna go right to the final episode of Time Cop. <laughs> watch the last episode of Time Cop before we wrap it all up. So come back next week, and you'll be able to hear about episode nine of Time Cop. Yeah, yeah. And we're jumping only two episodes. Yeah, I mean there was many. We got we got through six of them, so we're really only missing a couple. We've given this show enough time, I think. Yeah, I think it's totally fair. In the meantime, you can email us at continuumdrag at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or uh, well wishes you want to send our way. Send us some well wishes, Jordan. Love was well wishes. Yeah, I love it. I don't want any. And you don't need Inst- to send anything. <laughs> and on Instagram and Twitter, we'll have uh, clips from the show. So you can see those at continuumdrag is the handle for that. And that about wraps it up. So, uh, listener, thank you for joining us. And, Jordan, I'll see you next week. I will see you then. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rex Seedler. Produced by Jordan Dulloch and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Hughes.